Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the, the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. Y- you got... Ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my. Um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. Mm. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, Me Undies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. Meundies. Comfort. From the outside in. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yep. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes. I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll- Oh, The Bachelor? Uh, that book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will mm. sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need- to help you drift off into the dreamland. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knutson crushes only 100% real ingredients, 
so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This is the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. Pulling up to pick Maddie up, and I'm going to let her just come to the door. I'm not going to open the door for her. And we're going to see her response. And you're going to see a woman that knows her value, that knows what she's worth. Come on, girl. What's up? Hi. <laughs> Did you want me to open up your door? And come to the door. <laughs> Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And it's Friday... October. On Halloween. Almost. When is Halloween? Monday? This is our Halloween episode. No. No, it's not. Our next episode <laughs> will be. <laughs> but this one can still be creepy. Yeah, this is a very creepy episode. We're recording it on October 27th. It's going to come out on October 28th. And there's a lot going on in our beloved game this week. A lot throughout the nation. We have so much to get to in Bachelor Nation news. Our state of the game is going to be great. There's just a ton of stuff going on right now. This week is really packed with quite a lot, including some Sauce Wars stuff. Uh, we don't know if you have seen this yet, but all three of the official Bachelor Nation podcasts put out a little statement on their Instagram main grids <laughs> about anti-bullying and all this shit. We're going to be getting to that in the news, rest assured. And we're going to be getting to arguably one of the, the biggest weddings that's ever going to take place in our beloved game between Pruitt and Trout. That is coming up this weekend. It's going to be happening Saturday. The royal wedding. I mean, I think it's even bigger than that. Hashtag Trizzy Trout. I think this is bigger than the Ooh. royal wedding. Anyway, we'll get to all of that in our next segments. But before we do get to any of that, we do have a little business up top. Our runner-up for Parasocial Play of the Week goes to Grace Ann Parks, a.k.a. The Dark Seeker. She made an incredible Instagram post this week with the Spirit Halloween Halloween guide with three potential Halloween costumes that you could wear. There is first the Pace Case. Free Spirit Player includes a stepladder, a Dark Lord Palmer fan club membership, and a Free Spirit light blue pit hoodie. There is the Bachelor Clues. The villain player. It includes a cape, a Nick Vial wig, <laughs> and a villain black hoodie. <laughs> That's a great deal. Yeah. And then there is the dark seeker, the professional player. This includes a teacher stick, a large pepperoni pizza, and professional navy blue, navy blue, navy blue pit hoodie. But you can go right now. To GameOfRoses.co, pick up any color of hoodie you like of the ones that we have available. Peacock in that cold weather with your hood up and uh, let people ask you, oh, did you go to pit? And then you can say, no, I'm in the pit. I am pit. I am pit. I am the pit, to quote Taylor Hale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But once again, go to GameOfRoses.co. Check all those out. Pick one up. Pick one up for your friends, your family, your pets, whoever may want to be kept warm as the temperatures are dropping this fall. A critter in a pit hoodie. I'll die. Hopefully not. But that is all of our business. Now let's begin this program how we always begin it with Game, Game of Roses. Of Roses. 
State of the Game. As you know, we have been covering the escalation of the Sauce Wars over the course of this season of Bachelor in Paradise. Players are now openly and constantly contradicting the edit as soon as it airs. And we are going to go through everything players are saying across social media in service of the Sauce Wars, of course, in our state of the game. But before we do, as we mentioned up top, there is a monumental event about to take place this weekend that is going to change the nation forever. This event is taking place in arguably the most important location on the globe for our beloved game, Dallas, Texas, a.k.a. The Source. And the event is taking place on Saturday. This event is, of course, the marriage of professional Season 24 player Madison Pruitt and billionaire swagmaster Grant Trizzy Trout. After an eight-month courtship, Trizzy bent the knee on July 31st, leading to a very short engagement that will culminate in an event sure to reshape the landscape of the nation. We did not receive an invitation, but several high-profile players will be attending. Kelly Flanagan, Victoria Fuller, Kiara Norman, and Natasha Parker are going to be in attendance. And Ben Higgins, Tammy Lee, and even possibly Peter Popeye Weber are rumored to be guests as well. Even though we will not be there physically, we will be there in spirit. Game of Roses was able to help Madison and Grant fulfill their wedding dreams by purchasing an item on their official registry. We picked up a rubber-coated black toilet brush for the price of $19.95 and included with their gift, we left them a message. Really a message from all of us here in the pit. (laughs) Madison and Grant, your love is so genuine and so real. You inspire us all to never give up the search for true love. From your Game of Roses family, we hope that your marriage is as clog-free as your toilet will now be. In the immortal words of Drake, started from the bottom, now we hear. We wish Madison and Grant light and love for all of their remaining days here on this mortal plane. And now, let's move on to the sauce wars. Like we said, there are no ceasefires being called for in the escalating <laughs> battles between T and Sauce players as recent Paradise players are contradicting the edit on a daily basis. In response to this week's episodes, we just want to run down some of the things that players have been saying on social media. So here's uh, a pretty decent collection of everything that's been going on. Even Jones tweeted, Rick and Olu not getting a chance to go to the beach is foul. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. Genevieve Parisi tweeted, their favorite move is bringing someone back to the beach right after the person they want to talk to gets back from an amazing one-on-one. Hashtag in Paradise. She's literally calling out production practice here, again, using their favorite, the implication being they. This is one of those strange sidesteppings, not saying producers calling them they. And then to that, Brian Witzman replied, wait, so why in the world is this Adam guy heading to the beach when my boy Rick got shipped off? These producers are an absolute train wreck. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. He's coming straight for them. He doesn't give a shit. We see Genevieve Parisi tweeted another firing shot in the sauce wars. First off, I did not get involved. I was asleep in a room and Shanae walked in upset and screaming. So I woke up and was trying to calm her down. This is in response to someone saying, why is Genevieve getting involved again? C.R. Jackson replied, facts? Let him know, baby girl. Justinia Cruz replied to someone who said, so are they going to go back to Justinia and Tyler? 
talking or question mark hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. Justinia Cruz then replies to that. Sadly, no. So everyone gets to hate me for no reason for a week. LMFAO hashtag Bachelor in Paradise crab emoji. Love this one by Justinia Cruz. And it just proves that you can have pretty much anything turned into a villain edit, including just pulling someone for a conversation, even if there was all sorts of context. Uh, tabletop Rick Leach posted his sarcastic swan song to Instagram and had some interesting replies to comments. His caption read, spoiler alert. I never went to the beach, even though my previous post made it look like I did. Thanks at Bachelor in Paradise for an, in quotes, amazing experience. Someone left a comment. Hope to see you get on a real shot next season. Totally unfair. And he replied, I would never go back. Then in his comments, uh, Rick Leach, once again, someone asks, you didn't? And he says, lol, no. I ended up in their new twist, then pieced out. And then uh, somebody says, do you even watch? (laughs) 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 And then Tabletop says to that, hardly anyone does anymore. Roasted. (laughs) Then someone says, they straight up wasted you. Meanwhile, we're stuck watching four hours of Logan every week. Someone make it make sense. And then Tabletop says, it don't. Ha ha. (laughs) And then someone asks, but how was the resort? And Tabletop says, not great. He's not revealing any explicit production practices here. He's just revealing an extreme distaste for the experience and the feeling that he has that he was completely fucked over by this. Even that, I would argue, is something new this season. We very rarely see something this overt. Brandon Jones took to his Instagram stories Monday night to say, you better keep me off a podcast in reference to Olu. And then he quickly took it down. So he posted this tweet that says, I don't know why Serena's freaking out. Brandon would stab a girl if they tried to make a move on him. She's literally going to go into a hotel with AC for a week and chill. And he posted this tweet. If they chose to not show the disgusting actions that man did next couple episodes, you better keep me off a podcast. And that comes with a picture uh, that was in the original tweet that shows teddy bear boxing match between Brandon and Olu on Bachelor at season 18, Michelle Young's season. So this is a flurry of actions, interactions, reactions between all of these players in response to the edit. One of the main pieces being Olu. He was essentially disappeared from the edit. Except for his rejected chicken fight. Right. I, that might have been his only dialogue in the entirety of this this whole season. Now, something has come out, which was in a promo. There's a shot of Shanae feeding Olu a strawberry. Some people are speculating that was from a one-on-one that got erased from the document. I don't mm. necessarily think that's true. I think this could have just happened at the poolside or in the resort or whatever, the estates where they were staying. But certainly that footage did not make it into the actual document. So we don't know what actually happened with Olu. And now we're getting this, this accusation, essentially, from Brandon, which again was posted and then quickly removed, that he says if they chose not to show the disgusting actions that man did, next couple episodes, you better keep me off a podcast, that man being Olu. We don't know what those, in quotes, disgusting actions are. We may never know. I don't know how we would know if the show has chosen to erase them from existence. Yeah, I I don't think it was about the rejected chicken fight. Um, I don't either. But also the fact that he took this down so quickly. 
I don't think that was him taking it down. He was like, fuck, I'm going to post this. Producers, I assume. Oh, no. He, I'm sure he got in trouble or he was worried about getting in trouble. But it's interesting to see because Brandon Jones, you know, he's... What what number sand was he? He's At least he's part of one of your beloved couples. So we're seeing even him speak out in the sauce wars. I'm looking at the first sand. Pretty much everyone except for Alio and... Johnny of all the top people, they've all been firing off tweets that are contradicting the edit. Yeah. As far as I can tell. Brandon Jones was 18th sand, but he was in the first sand round. So he was in that first episode. Gotcha. But yeah, all of these players, I mean, Genevieve Parisi was fourth sand. She's at this point front lines. Yeah. I mean, every fucking episode, she's coming out with something about how, like, this isn't how it went down. This is why I did this. Use your critical thinking about Sally's suitcase, etc. Exactly. She's contradicting the edit. She is fighting with fourth audience members who are calling her out for whatever they think they need to call her out for. And she's like, no, fuck you. That's not how it happened. This is why I did what I did. That, I think, is something that's kind of new as well. It seems like in the Sauce Wars, there are players like Parisi. I would argue that Parisi is a fence player in this. She definitely is benefiting from some of the edits. She's definitely, or at least it seems like she might uh, leave with a decent relationship with Clancy unless we're to believe what's in the promos, the upcoming fights and the tears and the the whatever. She was one of the three they brought out for the BIP promo in the After the Final Rose. Yes. And she was, at least in the LA Bachelor Live on stage, they brought her out as part of that to be like, look, here's another mm. player from a recent season. I think she is still benefiting from her relationship with the franchise. That said, she's not a protected player. That's clear. They will throw her under the bus if necessary. <laughs> yeah. So I also think she feels the need to defend herself from time to time. And that's... I think the the bulk of players are in that fence play area where they still feel some allegiance to the show because they're still involved with it professionally in some way. They're under a contract. They're potentially going to go on podcasts and get some kind of benefit from their relationship with it. But they're also seeing the detrimental effects of what these edits are doing to them, especially where the fourth audience is concerned, and they feel a need to defend themselves against that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what is the farthest off of the fence you can get? The most T is probably getting sued. It's Luke Parker. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, Luke Parker also was a... He was a villain within the show in a way that wasn't from an edit. Like, he truly was doing and saying things that were like, what the fuck? This guy is shouldn't be doing that you shouldn't be telling uh anyone who they can and can't go into a windmill with and all this shit and issuing these ultimatums it's like well if that's how you feel dude just leave the show you know i think he really did set himself up in a way that nobody within the fourth audience gave a shit if the company sued him and won Mm -hmm. these other players are different um i think people i think the fourth audience when i say people i mean the fourth audience I don't think they would react favorably to like Jen Parisi getting sued, for example, or anybody really from this season eight yeah. of Bachelor of Paradise because they've, they've just treated them so terribly. Yeah. And it's like it's like it's like college athletes, you know, they're not being paid. <laughs> they have to yeah. make their money in another way. But ABC is still getting paid for their play. Of course. And that's I mean, 
you know, we really start getting into like this year or was it last year? It was either last year or this year. Uh, this thing passed that essentially allows college athletes now to seek sponsorship from potentially Nike, Gatorade, whatever. They can do that. So they can actually make money off of their appearance in college sports. I, I feel like the Bachelor players have something like that in their spawn con. You can get spawn con and stuff. At this point, if you're still under contract, like immediately after your season ends, you still have to get approval for all of those sponsorships through the producers, through the production companies and whatever. But they have the ability to make this money. These edits, though, are fucking with that. We saw it happen mm -hmm. with Brendan uh, Marais and Piper James. They lost mm -hmm. sponsorship deals because they got a fucking villain at it. And they lost a bunch of, or at least he did, lost a bunch of followers. And so I think the players now are, their hackles are up a little bit more. They're like, fuck you. We got to defend ourselves because I don't want that to happen to me. They've seen like the worst of it and they're trying to fight against it. And it's, yeah. you know, what are the producers? I don't know. We're just in a, a very fascinating time with the Sauce Wars, I feel like. And I'm so curious to see if this continues into the main game. What are we going to see in season 27? I think it will. I mean, it's starting parasocially. We're seeing, oh my God, the clickbait, anti-bullying posters. Yeah. That's like an interesting element of this as well as like, what is the motivation for that? Um is it cover? Is it cover against like... And we're about to get to that in the news. Rest assured. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm getting... We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. Sorry. But I think it's a little bit that too. I think the Sauce Wars, generally speaking, is a little bit of that too. We know that in the past, or at least this is what's been reported. I don't have conclusive evidence of this, but it has been reported that like with Rachel Kirkconnell, when that entire scandal broke, it has been reported uh, that she wanted to come out and issue some kind of a statement immediately. And ABC, Warner Brothers, NZK kind of silenced her and said, no, we're going to figure out how to do this. You stay quiet and we'll tell you what to say and when to say it. I think at this point, players have seen shit like that and been like, well, that didn't work out too well for her. Let me just do what I want to fucking do. And they seem to be so bold in this now that I don't, I can't see it going the other way. Precedent right now is being set in the sauce wars that you can do this and there is no repercussion from producers. That's essentially how I'm viewing it, you know? I'm interested to see how it plays out. <laughs> As am I. But that is the state of the game. We've got sauce wars escalating literally by the fucking day and we've got Madison wedding about to start her billionaire ministry career. Coming right up. I Look, this is a prediction that I'm going to make. Madison Pruitt, I know three to five years is my sweet spot for predictions. I'm going to uh, say within three to five years, Madison Pruitt is going to become one of the biggest celebrities in America, bar none. Because I think she's going to take her reality TV acumen, mix it up with that Christian televangelism type thing, and she's going to become Joel Osteen on steroids. I like that you're like medium but just for things that happen three to five years out so it's not that helpful <laughs> what that's totally helpful i think anyway that's the state of the game thank you for indulging and now we're going to move on to that portion of our program where we discuss all of the ratings and the movements with social media numbers of our favorite players this is this week in games we begin our gains segment as we begin it every week by discussing those beautiful ratings. 
This week delivered the best Monday night rating and the second best Tuesday night rating so far through the entire season of Bachelor in Paradise Season 8. The Monday episode of our beloved game pulled in a .58, which was up about 11% from last week's Monday episode, and it pulled in 2.37 million overall viewers, which was up about 13% from last week. Good for them. Yeah, they, they increased this week for sure. The Tuesday episode brought in a .63 demo rating with 2.58 million viewers total, both up about 14% from last Tuesday. Our beloved game won Tuesday night across the four major networks and over on the CW. A little show called The Professionals has taken over that sweet Da Vinci slot with a 0.0. Rip, Leo. (laughs) (laughs) And now for the top five Instagram gains this week. The gold medal in gains goes to Genevieve Parisi. She gained 16K this week for her pace case play of the game of burying the hatchet with Shanae Ankney, bringing her to 158,000 followers in total. That's respectable. The silver medal in gains this week goes to Victoria Fuller. She gained 14K this week for her wall play and Pace Case MVP status, which landed her at 616K followers total. Will we see her come out of this with a million? If she gets engaged. Actually, yes. She's, for other reasons, I think we will see her. Interesting. Hit that, hit that number. I think there's another. Are you talking about the rumors? There may be a power couple in the works. They're not even rumors at this point. It's. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not. There's a lot of information out there about... Skip ahead 30 seconds to two minutes if you don't want to be spoiled. (laughs) Skip ahead three to five years if you don't want any spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, maybe skip ahead about a minute. This is a spoiler. Spoiler warning. Spoiler alert. Here comes a spoiler. Skip ahead for one minute. Spoiler for Bachelor in Paradise this season. Victoria Fuller has been spotted. There is video and photographic evidence of her... And Greg Grippo currently in Rome, or I think they're back now in the United States today, but they were essentially having a romantic getaway in Rome over this past weekend. So whatever is happening in Bachelor in Paradise, Nolan Void, she is now with Greg Grippo. I love this power couple. I do too. I can't wait to see their parasocial plays once they're allowed to go public. They're already public. It's over. It's over. <laughs> they're public. There's fuck. I saw videos of them walking around fucking fountains and shit. They posted the videos. No, this is like reporting, but still, it's like that's what I mean. I can't wait until they post their videos. End of spoiler. Come back in to us if you have been fast forwarding. The bronze medal in gains goes to Serene Russell. She gained 12k this week for her 4TRR Love Level Four reciprocation at 103k total. Welcome to that 100k club. And the fourth place medal goes to Brandon Jones and uh, protected player Michael Alio. They both added 9K followers this week for Brandon Jones for my play of the game for Brandon, his love level four, and Michael Alio's colorful narrator, bringing Alio to 304K total and Jones to 216K. And fifth place goes to face play extraordinaire Jill Chin. She added 8.9K this week for her face play, her clues, MVP status, and her swan song exit bump, bringing her to 35.4K. Love to see Jill Chin get up to a million. Hope that's going to happen. We can help her. Let's all get in there. (laughs) Let's make some fake accounts. Let's get her up to that million mark. Top five total Instagram chart now for October 27th, 2022. 
Excuse you, what? Victoria Fuller sits at the top of the mountain with that 616K. Hello, governor of paradise. Andrew Spencer is in a distant second place at 323K. What happened to his British accent thing? I like that. He should reprise that. It's cancer <laughs> clock. That's what he should be doing. You know what? He should he should try to do an Australian accent to actually, in some way, give the Australian players any screen time whatsoever. Michael Olio, a.k.a. Zaddy Grocery Store, is at 304K total. Danielle Maltby is in fourth with 277K. And rounding out that top five is the game icon herself, Lace Morris, at 250K. Now for the top five TikTok chart as of today, 1027-2022. False rumor player Brittany Galvin is in first place with 142.1K total. You know Victoria Fuller is going to be on this chart. She's in second place at 124.6K. Andrew Spencer has 87.2K. And Big Body Trash Cans creator, Aaron Clancy, <laughs> is at fourth place with 62.1. That makes it sound like it's his dad or something. Does that roll off the tongue? <laughs> Big Body Trash Cans creator. Uh, Justin Glaze is in fifth place at 43.7K TikTok followers. That's interesting. I What do you think, by the way, of them bringing him back? I know we're going to do a recap and all that shit, but like... I love it. I love when... I think that should happen more. Yeah. If someone is like, a, you know, a get or something, why not bring them back in when it's a different time, different place, different people, <laughs> same place. I agree. I'm curious to see what he can do with his resurrection. Time will tell. Looks like he touches lips. I know. Looks like he's lips and <laughs> he's going to do some lip blood. Support for today's episode comes from one skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about OneSkin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the Skin Safe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. Y you got ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because... 
those are my now go-to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and my, um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband. You want that. You don't want it to be rolling. You don't want it to be showing. And I'm hooked. I don't want to wear anything else. It's all got to go now. Well, this ad actually is kind of about that pace case. Everybody knows MeUndies <laughs> makes great underwear. It's in the name, MeUndies. But it's not just about underwear. You can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers, hoodies, onesies, and a whole bunch more. And their Move Me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market. There's no doubt about it. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash roses. That's MeUndies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Uh, But that rounds out all of our gains for this week. Now we're going to move on to that portion of our program in which we discuss all those delicious tids. This is... Bachelor Nation News. First up in Bachelor Nation News. The official Bachelor Nation podcasts are making a unionization play of their own. On Wednesday of this week, Bachelor Happy Hour, Clickbait, and Talking It Out all posted an identical paragraph of text to their main grids. It reads, Can we steal you for a second? We aim to show love in all its forms and invite you along for the ride. We encourage you to have fun and share the love in the comments of our posts and the posts of our cast members. However, we condemn racism, bullying, and hate in all its forms and have introduced new community guidelines for interacting on our posts. We will be deleting comments which are abusive toward our cast members and reserve the right to block users who display this behavior. Spread the support and positivity and ask yourself before commenting, are you here for the right reasons? Now, they posted the the new community guidelines. So before we even comment on any of this, I'm going to read the new community guidelines. This is as they are posted on the link provided in all of these different posts. Bachelor Nation social media community guidelines. The following guidelines apply to all Bachelor Nation social media pages. 
Are you here for the right reasons? The Bachelor Nation social media pages are places to share the love of your favorite romance franchise. Whether you're a fan of our television shows, podcasts, or live events, please treat each other with respect when engaging with our social media posts or the social media posts of our cast and crew members. We encourage you to have fun and share the love with your friends and family. However, we reserve the right to remove comments for any reason we deem appropriate, including obscene language, insults, threats, or harassment of other users, organizations, or cast members, comments which are hateful, racist, xenophobic, homophobic, transphobic, sexist, sexually explicit, or vulgar in nature. We also reserve the right to block users from engaging on our page if these guidelines are not followed. All of these posts across all three uh, podcasts are receiving tidal waves of questions like, hey, are you going to enforce these rules on yourself? Hey, uh, are the producers going to also stop bullying? Hey, do you remember when you made Clayton bully himself on after the final rose where he had to read negative tweets about himself? It's just, uh, no one's buying this. I don't know why they're doing it. I mean, that really is the question I have. Why put these posts out now? Yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting play. I, it immediately strikes me as, Let's blame the bullying on the fourth audience. Right. I totally agree. And they've done this before with when they brought out Rachel Lindsay at a, was it a Women Tell All during, I forget whose season that even was. It was Pilot Pete's. During Pilot Pete's season. And they made her and some other players read bullying tweets they got. They never mentioned the word racism. They just said, stop the bullying. But all of the the Mm -hmm. things they made them read were racist in nature. All of the bully tweets were racist. And so they uh, tried to address it there in the same way that was like, this is the audience's fault, not their fault, which at that time they had not yet even cast a Black Bachelor. And now even in the face of this... They're talking about, you know, comments which are hateful, racist, xenophobic, homophobic, transphobic, sexist, sexually explicit, vulgar in nature. They literally last season had a guy that had a picture of blackface surface and they didn't even address it. They didn't even fucking mention it was uh, real. And now they're posting this. It just... (laughs) When you put it that way, clues. (laughs) I'm not putting it that way. They're putting it that way. No, I know. It's like, no, but when you put those two pieces, I had not really thought about it lined up against the the Eric scandal. Um, yeah, it's... The internet is like this. Like, and if you give them a reason in the edit, that is what is bringing the people. The people who don't get those edits, I mean... Actually, probably everyone gets harassment at this point. But of course. They don't get the deluge of uh, death threats. But to say that, you know, to put this out and not even have one sentence in it that's like, and listen, we understand we can do better too. That's all they need to throw in there. Acknowledge that the show you're making and the way in which you're making it is contributing to this stuff, if not outright generating it from the very beginning. There is no acknowledgement of that. It's like you're saying, they're trying to lay the blame at the feet of the fourth audience. This is on you. You're a toxic fucking audience. We have nothing to do with that. Stop doing what you're doing or we're going to block you and report you and delete all your fucking comments. It, it just is insane to me that they would... I mean, it's not insane that they would do this. This is what they do. And it has never changed. Yeah. It's always been like this. And I personally think what they're doing here 
is essentially publicly saying we are going to take measures to have even tighter control on how our official podcasts are perceived and the messages they put out. Not only in the comment section, but that they can block users now. They can do whatever. I mean, they could always have done this if they wanted to. Well, that's the thing. I'm like, wait, were they not deleting comments that were like this before? I'm sure they probably were. But this is like kind of a way, I think, to basically just say like bad audience, bad fourth audience. Yeah. Shaking a finger at the fourth audience a little bit and saying, you know, not with fourth audiences like that. Um, Right. It's weird, though, that they are doing it in this way across these podcasts, again, immediately on the heels of what I believe is a um, gigantic racism scandal, the mishandling or not handling the ignoring of a ring winner having a blackface picture. So I don't I don't quite get what they expect from the fourth audience. Do you think this will change anything? No, I don't. Because they're not taking any accountability. There's nothing in here that says we understand we need to change shit within the show as well. The culture of producers and the culture of the document itself also has to change to reflect these standards of acceptance and anti-harassment and anti-bullying. And they're not doing it. Never recognizing the history of any of this stuff within within their own franchise is like the part of it that, that bumps me because it's like the show has historically been many of these things, racist, homophobic, (laughs) sexually explicit. I mean, they made it look like someone gave a third base to someone (laughs) (laughs) that someone went down on someone's situation that didn't happen. Like they have, I mean, (laughs) what are you talking about? Like just, it makes you feel yeah, I, I agree. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. And 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 I'm like, is it in bad faith? Do they think this is going to change anything? But I mean, some of this stuff, like just taking it in terms of how it reflects the show itself. You know, your comments can't be hateful, racist. Let's look at racist. They have made at least public proclamations to the end. We know that we have fucked up in this area in representation and our treatment of race and the stories of romance where it, it regards people of color. They have said that publicly and they have taken actions by hiring people of color behind the camera at mm-hmm. executive producer levels by, uh, you know, a more inclusive casting process. Those things are happening now. Whatever. They've they've met in some areas disaster with these things that have erupted into even bigger scandals than they probably ever wanted, like on Matt James season, obviously. <laughs> but they're at least doing something. They're attempting to alter the formula of this show with regard to that problem. So I'll at least say, fine, they're trying there. Homophobic. I don't believe they're trying anything there. They had, <laughs> no. they had Demi and Christian Haggerty, and they've had, I think, one other player who identified as bi that was on Vial's season, if I remember right. Jamie King, and then you have Colton Underwood coming out after the fact. But certainly that wasn't anything the show promoted or wanted to be the case. They were you know, pushing him to be engaged to one of these hetero women. So in terms of homophobia, the show is remarkably homophobic even still in the year 2022. I mean, they've like treated it as a joke that Aaron Clancy and James Bonsall would leave together last season. Right. Uh, Transphobic, 
to my knowledge, there has never been a trans player. Not to my knowledge. Sexist. Go back and watch some of those old seasons. <laughs> the boob zone. Yeah. I mean, it started out that way. I do think that has gotten better. I'm not saying it's great, but I think that has gotten better with time. They don't zoom in on people's boobs and asses like they did. Right. But they used to have whole sequences where they would do that. And they had producers on camera saying, who we find for the show? Well, they got to look good in a hot tub. Right. But again, that was, you know, 20-ish years ago. I, I just want to say that like I do hope the show changes and part of that hope means that I have to accept when it does and and say like okay they are trying here something did change mm-hmm. I do think sexism in the show has gotten better I will say that I'm not saying it's great I'm not saying where it's where it needs to be it has gotten better though that is I think undeniable still decades behind uh most pop culture though I would argue <laughs> of course like I said, it's not where it needs to be. That was our first Bachelor Nation news piece. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big piece of news. Yeah. I mean, this is essentially the show issuing this fucking statement to the fourth audience that's like, you guys are fucking assholes. You need to stop saying mean stuff to our players. And it's like, you, you're you doing mean stuff to your players constantly. Tosh can't pee. Tosh can't poop. That, what they did to Baylock Kai, what they do to basically everybody on Paradise, even what they just did to Tabletop, which we covered in some of the state of the game. They just brought that guy in and then said, fuck you. What they did to everybody last season, the having grocery store run off Brennan Marias and Piper James and Alana Milne and Chris Conran. And it's like the protected players versus the not protected players. They do not hold themselves to these same standards that they are asking the fourth audience to hold themselves to in the comments of these fucking podcasts, Instagrams. It just doesn't it doesn't work. What they're doing with this stuff does not work. It just makes people more angry. And I don't know why they're doing it. Well, we will have to see. Time will tell, you know, how this plays out. Indeed. <laughs> and anybody that I can convince, never leave a negative comment to anybody anywhere or send a negative message. Thank you. I stand by that. Love and light. Love and light. Yeah, positivity on all Instagram, all social media. It never is like, it's just never constructive to leave like super negative messages, I feel like. And this is a position that has taken me some time to come to. I remember in the early days of Twitter, trolling was super fun and all that kind of shit. But I feel like, generally speaking, I'm at a place in my life where... Oh my God, Jesus. (laughs) Up next in Bachelor Nation News... After three years of van life bliss, Dean, Deanie Baby's Ungler, and Kaylin Miller Keys are engaged. Uh, yes. Yeah. Truly good news in the nation. We couldn't be happier for this parasocial power couple who first met on the stinging sands of Bachelor in Paradise season six and left together after Babies' perfect execution of an experimental facial hair removal play that was later reprised by young Noah Erb in Bachelorette Season 16. Earlier this year, Babies joked that he would propose to Miller Keys if and when she bought him a truck. Keys met his challenge and now enjoys the sweet bliss of engagement. We cannot wait to see what this wedding is going to be like and if it will take place on sand. Or perhaps they've had enough of the Bachelor franchise to last a lifetime. This was a long time coming. We were all waiting for this day. 
It's a glorious day. Truly. It is a glorious day. Babies and Miller Keys are one of my favorite couples that has ever come out of this game and uh, couldn't be happier for them. Wish them nothing but the best. And in other official player union news, Grocery and Serener are married. You heard me correctly. What? In a surprise <laughs> move, the BIP Season 7 protected players took a trip to a New York City courthouse where they legally tied the knot on October 27th. A short video of the event can be found on YouTube and each of the newly betrothed's main grids. <laughs> that was hard to say. Betrothed's <laughs> main grids. The videographer was none other than Natasha Parker, fellow protected player and co-host of Clickbait with Grocery. The couple has announced they plan to have a larger event to celebrate their forever union at some point in the future. Congrats to Grocery and Serena on becoming, at this point, official Bachelor royalty. Official. They wed. I thought this was fake news. I could not believe my eyes. Congratulations. There's, I mean, it's, look, say what you will about both of them. Tea player, sauce player, fence player. I don't know what you think they are. I know what I think they are. But this shit was about as 4TRR as it gets. To just show up with Natasha Parker on a cell phone to take the video of it. Are you kidding me? 100. This is the most 4TRR wedding possible. Yeah. I, I was very impressed by this. And I truly do wish them nothing but the best. I do hope we get a big wedding, though, because I want to see that content. But anyway... Now, up next in Bachelor Nation news, the lovable dingbat and recent One Million Club member Gabby Windy has been nominated for the People's Choice Awards for her co-crown duties in Bachelorette Season 19. Windy is nominated in a category called Competition Contestant of 2022 against Charlie D'Amelio and Selma Blair from Dancing with the Stars, Bosco and Willow Pill from RuPaul's Drag Race, Maya's from AGT, Noah Thompson from American Idol, and Tayana Taylor from The Masked Singer. No Bachelor franchise show is nominated in the reality show of 2022 category, and Wendy is the only player from our beloved game nominated, including Rachel Recchia. Voting is now open, and you can cast your vote at votepca.com. That was a uh, a stinger to Recchia, I feel like. She just got such the, the shit into the stick on this whole deal. And she's nominated for Bachelorette season. It's not Dancing with the Stars. So it's like... Right. Huh. And finally, happy birthday to Hunter Hagee, who turned 30 on October 23rd. Serena Pitt, who turned 25 on October 25th. And certified gore girl, Jason Tardick, who celebrated his 34th birthday on October 24th in Vegas with his fiance and Pace Case's great one, Caitlin Bristow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, indeed. Now it is time for us to move on to that portion of the program where we discuss all those plays our favorite players are making off the field in their telephonic devices. This is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. Face and screen player Jill Chin posted a very 4TRR song to Instagram, an early Halloween play. Amanda Stanton dressed her entire family as the cast of Hocus Pocus. The children were the weirdo witches. Her husband was in a mask. Erased. We love this play. Geometry Beach victim Sarah Hamrick 
dance to Taylor Swift's new song, Karma, after Monday night's episode of B.I.P., in which Logan dumped her with the caption, watching B.I.P. this week like. Split-week bombshell player Alex Borjakov made a reel to the sound of Jilchin calling the men at the estates hot garbage. In it, he lifts weights to the caption, when you're hard on the outside but soft on the inside. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise, hashtag hot garbage. It garnered 111K views and 5K likes. I, by the way, saw <laughs> somebody made this fucking meme. I don't remember who this is. My apologies. Somebody made a meme of Alex shirtless with little like uh, boxes mm-hmm. on each of his abs. And it said he checks all the boxes. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> Some fantastic meme work That's coming good. out of this most recent episode. But uh, Bachelor icon Lace Morris made a TikTok this week about her three stints on the franchise to the sound of, I don't give a fuck. I'm not doing that bullshit no more. The caption reads, never again. Double crying, smiling face emoji. Hashtag BIP. Hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. Hashtag Bachelor Nation. Hashtag just laugh. Hashtag be nice. It got 35.5K views. And we already discussed this transcendent parasocial play at the beginning of our Tuesday night game breakdown. But our parasocial play of the week goes to the tier queen of Bachelor Nation, Ashley Iaconetti and her two protégés, Genevieve Parisi and Jill Chin. They made a joint play this week, an artistic video piece. The caption reads, three drama queens walk into a bar. In this reel, the trio show off their unique brands of tier play, the awkward one, the loud one, and the anxious one, to the Taylor Swift song, Don't Blame Me. For this power play, they received 42K likes and 990,000 views on Instagram. Unreal. I mean, I've already said my piece about this. You can go back and listen to our recap. It's at the very top of the recap from this this week's shows. Jesus Christ. This thing is a work of art. It is... It's just unbelievable that you see in it. It's a 10-second video, maybe. And you really get the essence of who each of these three players are by themselves, but also in conjunction with one another. And you you don't feel that coming through Bachelor in Paradise. You feel real friendship coming through. And, you know, I started looking at the rest of Ashley I's most recent posts when I saw this. And they are so good. It is the a lot of short videos. And it's like Bachelor in Paradise, what it really looks like before a rose ceremony. And they're gorgeously shot. I was like, Ashley Iaconetti is presenting a much more interesting and fun to watch version of Bachelor in Paradise than I'm seeing in the actual document. It's because she is a much more fun and interesting person, I believe, than the people making the show. I And I don't know what it is. I don't know why the producers feel the need to grind motherfuckers down like they do. Maybe the producers themselves are ground down a little bit. The breakneck pace of like the production of this show over the past couple of years where they're doing back-to-back seasons, double bachelorettes. The production entities, I feel like, are asking more from the producers than they probably ever have in terms of like the evolution of the show, how it's being produced and created. And definitely during COVID as well. During COVID, all that. I'm not saying that the producers have an easy job. They don't. It's, this is a high wire act. I'm just saying that it ain't, it ain't as fun as like a, an Ashley Iaconetti main grid post. Ugh, I love her content. And this piece was magnificent. Thank you, Ashley. 
I agree. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, Jill. Thank you, Genevieve. Everybody follow all of them. And like I said, we need to get Jill Chin up to a million. So make those fake accounts. Now we are going to move on to the uh, parasocial play of the week that was made by a non-human. We're, of course, talking about those lovely little creatures. Mikey Planeta, Pl <clears throat> Mikey Planeta showed off his brand new pup, Bailey, this week. Very cute. Go check that out. Jason Alabaster joined TikTok. And in his first video on the platform, he can be seen trying to kidnap a very cute baby goat that caught his eye. Great video. All this is fantastic, but the uh, award this week for Parasocial Creature of the Week goes to Moose, <laughs> Amanda Stanton's Bernese Mountain Dog Puppy. She made a three-slide post to her main grid this week with Moose, where she's sitting at an outdoor cafe, sipping some kind of tasty beverage. The caption reads, if I can't bring my dog, I'm not coming. And Moose is sitting dutifully beside her, looking up at her, with beautiful little eyes. God damn, that dog's cute. Wearing a matching kerchief. They've got their color, <laughs> their color coordinated. Moose has a little tongue out in one of these pictures. Real cute. And on the kerchief are oh ghosts. Oh my God. I didn't even know they were ghosts. This is one of the cutest dogs I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. And Amanda Stanton is proving to us that she still oh. got it. You know what she I'm saying? Does. She really is one of the greatest parasocial players that we've ever seen. And she continues to do it here with her pup and recent Parasocial Creature of the Week Award winner, Moose. Congratulations. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy. .co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Now, 
is that time in our program when Pace Case and I descend deep into the depths of the pit to issue forth our screams about how this show is shaping our psyche, changing who we are at a fundamental <laughs> level, erasing the people we used to be and giving birth to the darker versions of ourselves, <laughs> the ones that live in the pit. This is... Screams from the Pit! Clues, you know what? Is the epitome of romance a wedding? A wedding. <laughs> I don't think I do. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I do. Okay. Lol. Uh, my scream is I went to a, I went to a family wedding this weekend, and I saw this woman there, and she was wearing the most beautiful embroidered hat. It had like flowers and like different lace things on it it was very unique and chic and I was like I love your hat where did you get it and she was like oh well I actually made this and then her partner jumps in and is like she needs to set up an Etsy store and then they started getting into it and she was like yes I do like sell clothes as my hobby and I was like, oh, I also sell clothes, <laughs> merch for the podcast. And she's like, what is the podcast? And I was like, it's about, do you watch The Bachelor? And she's like, yes, I do. And then we started talking about The Bachelor. And oh, when she was explaining the hat, she was like, I, I like to call it peacocking. And I was like, what? So do I. <laughs> And this woman peacocked me into this conversation, and I, then I peacocked her back into The Bachelor. And this is my scream. <laughs> I like that. It went from a very innocuous, friendly, hey, I really like the hat you're wearing, into The Bachelor has a rose quotient, and this year had some insane plays. Let me tell you. Did you fully drag this person into the pit? Did you get him to view it as a sport? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well... Yes. She said she was going to listen. We'll see. Oh, well, hello. Hello, new member of the Pitt family. Welcome. I loved your hat. I can't wait to buy one. Well, I told her, I was like, you need a lot of confidence to wear a hat like mm. that. Like, it's a, it's a statement piece. You know who else wears statement piece hats? Madison Pruitt <laughs> at the Kentucky Derby oh. this year. Which brings me to my scream. Oh, good transition. <laughs> I've been thinking a lot about Madison Pruitt's wedding to billionaire Grant Trout, Grant Trizzy Trout, a.k.a. Trizzy, a.k.a. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> <laughs> he does that in like That's every classic. video. <laughs> uh, oh I, I, um, I've just been thinking a lot about it, specifically about Pruitt. And yes, I really do think we never have seen a player like her before. And it's been causing me to have these weird fantasies. I'm just going to call them what? Roger Stone <laughs> fantasies. No. Yes. Oh, no. I see a path. For Madison Pruitt, I see a path for her. She's already on it, whether she knows it or not. But I see the exact path, how to get to where I think she wants to get, which is 
global domination in the uh-huh. Christian influencer space, having her own ministry, becoming essentially the most famous Christian televangelist that has ever existed. I think she is on that path. I don't know if she's going to get there fully because it is going to require some twists and turns. I see what they are. I know I know how to get her there. This is the fantasy. What are the twists and turns? <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of big things that she's going to come up against uh-huh. and she's got to make some right decisions, some correct decisions. Oh, wait. Don't give away all of your teaching. Maybe she wants this plan. I'm not going to tell her what the decisions are. I'm going to tell her when they're going to happen. The first one is going to happen. Three to five years. Uh, I think she could be the most famous person in, in like Christian America within five years for sure. It's going to be... The opening of the ministry is going to be a big one. How that launches, when it launches, does it, what is the physical location of it? Does she have a giant megachurch? The answer to that, by the way, I'll give you a freebie, is yes. <laughs> you need to put some of that $1.5 billion behind building your own megachurch and putting it in the source. You want that in Dallas. Houston's going to be tempting. Uh, Don't go there. Control Dallas. Make that your city. You just did a freebie, but I'm like, this is too much free advice. I'm already doing it. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway... The scream is I've thought in depth about what her strategy should be to become that person, to really sit atop the Christian mountain of money that exists, especially in Texas or at least the American South. And uh, it's strange to build this plan in my mind and know that I will never have any part in enacting it. (laughs) Maybe unless she reaches out to me, but I see it. I just see it so fucking clearly how she could get there. And I'm, now in this moment where, as we've talked about multiple times in our Screams from the Pit segment, in the beginning of this podcast, it became a thing where we'd have to check ourselves and be like, wait a minute, what the fuck am I talking about? What the fuck am I thinking about? What the fuck am I doing? Because I'm watching the show. This is insane. That is stripped away from me now. Now I'm fully invested in a, a long-term financial ministry plan for a person I don't know, will never meet most likely, will never even have a conversation with. <laughs> Clues. Clues. I am. That's what I do. Look, I should be checking you. That is what should be happening. I think I'm off my checker and I got to be like, clues? No. There's no checking that. How are you going to check it? Madison Pruitt is going to lead to the success, <laughs> secession of Texas. I guarantee. Yes. I could see her going into politics easily or Trizzy. But for me, <laughs> I could see that happening. Or his brother, maybe. Oh. There, there's a lot of paths oh, here yeah. that all kind of end in that road of her and him being a religious, political, dynamic duo that completely controls Texas. I could see her becoming the governor of Texas one day. I, But I don't feel like this is necessarily a good thing. Oh. Well, it's another conversation. But let me just say... <laughs> We are not the only people down here in the bottom of the pit screaming at the top of our lungs. If you join us at the bottom of the pit by going to patreon.com slash game of roses, you will get access to our discord in that discord. Not only do you get to have conversations with everybody in the bottom of the pit about all the things that are going on in the pit, you get to submit your own one minute or shorter audio clip. That is your own scream. And then we play some of them here during Screams in the Pit and discuss them. Today, we have one that comes to us from Wizard <laughs> Fights, which is a fantastic username. We are going to play it for you now. Enjoy. Dear Pit, greetings from the sand and surf of paradise. 
We're Ben and Lauren, and we traveled to Playa Escondida for our eighth wedding anniversary, which is today as we record this. While we've been here, we dug a pit in the sand, performed a huju, and hung out with Nacho, whose real name is in fact Romeo. Our parasocial play was getting Kira to share that she'd named him Nacho to get back at Romeo, whom she was mad at. We found the burn logs from Sinead's intro, we ate the creamy Caesar and the boohoo bowl. Tonight, we'll celebrate eight years of marriage by watching Bachelor in Paradise, in paradise, on the daybeds, in our gore shirts. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. This is unreal. Ben and Lauren, first of all, thank you for the scream. I feel like I'm being pranked by this scream. Is this real? (laughs) Yeah, is this real? This is an AI just made this audio to make us believe it's really happening. Nothing's going on outside these windows. No, Ben and Lauren, this is fantastic. First of all, congratulations on eight happy years of marriage. That in itself is an astounding feat in our troubled times. So congratulations. More importantly, congratulations on getting Kira to reshare that info from the document that we got a false name for our creature of the week. Yeah, I can't believe that they renamed the creature. I guess just so that it wouldn't have any kind of confusion with the player named Romeo that was in this season of VIP. I assume that's why they did it. But congratulations. I mean, anytime I think, you know, players, people, whoever make pilgrimages (laughs) to these sacred locations and indulge in all of the various uh, ritualistic behaviors (laughs) that are in, in some ways tribute to their fandom of the show. I fully support that at all times. And if you can also commingle it with an important life event like an anniversary, it just makes it that much more special. And uh, we can't thank you enough for including us in that by wearing your gore shirts and taking the time from your vacation, from your actual anniversary to submit a scream to us from the pit. So even while you're in wedded bliss and remembering all the special moments of your life, you still have time to drop down to the bottom of the pit and scream with us. We cannot thank you enough for that. You know, shared interests. That's a great, that's a great thing to have in a partnership. And look at them. They've got marriage longevity going for them. Absolutely. Watch out for that creamy Caesar, though. We hope uh, it, it treats you a little better than it treat, treated Aya Canetti. <laughs> but again, thank you to Ben and Lauren, a.k.a. Wizard Fights. I'm very curious about that username. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a Magic the Gathering reference? Is it a Harry Potter reference? I don't know. I think there's some kind of uh, fantasy culture in there. We may never know. But thank you again for this astounding scream. And for anyone out there who wants to submit their own, again, all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. Join us in the bottom of the pit. You get access to that Discord. Upload that scream, and we'll be talking about it right here. I love the screams. They really, they're amazing, amazing stories. And they're beyond what I thought the pit could be capable of. Every week, I'm like... Oh, the pit. It's beautiful. There is no limit to the capabilities of the pit in my humble opinion i'm i'm essentially oh god positive the pit can reshape reality at some point cut to madison pruitt is at her inauguration president of the united states and i'm standing right next to her <laughs> please don't do that don't none of that we're not manifesting any of that <laughs> oh lord I'm in her cabinet cut to utopia on earth how about that 
<laughs> oh Counterpoint. <God. laughs> Let's focus our energies towards this one. Yeah. Thanks for joining. <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, th- yeah. Thank you everyone for joining us for this week in Patronation. We'll be back next week with a digging deeper on Monday, which promises already to be insane as it always is. These saucers digging deepers are just. I, I don't even know where to begin with them. Every clip is nuts. It it's all painting this. In, in my opinion, a much broader but much clearer picture of exactly what is happening with these official Bachelor Nation podcasts. I don't know if there's going to be stuff like clips in it talking about this uh, statement they've issued about stop the bullying shit, but I'm sure that's going to feature into it prominently. So join us for that, please. And uh, we will see you next week. But before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It has been 7,522 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then 